0: Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain TXP, and today is the 17th of August 2023. And unfortunately, guys, the global cryptocurrency market is not looking good at all. It has gone down to $1.14 trillion. And to be honest, guys, I wouldn't be surprised in the next few days. The global cryptocurrency market and the price of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies will gradually be going down. And the reason is pretty simple. What happened is that the Federal Reserve Board they had an FOMC meeting, and in that meeting they actually discussed that there is a very high possibility or rather confirmation that they're going to be increasing the interest rate hike. And that'll take place on the 19th of September, I believe. So because of that, guys, unfortunately, the price of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies has gone down. Now, this in hindsight should be exactly the opposite. Because ideally, when the Federal Reserve Board does actually increase the interest rate hike, people should have confidence in Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. And because of that, the price of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies should actually go up, isn't it? But unfortunately, that is not how the crazy world of cryptocurrency works. So in today's episode, we'll very briefly touch base on that. Now listen guys, since the last few months, there is massive news circulating regarding Bitcoin spot ETF. But what about Ethereum ETF? And the breaking news is that asset manager Valkyrie, they have filed for Ethereum futures ETF. Now mind you guys, futures ETF is different to a spot ETF. So we'll definitely go ahead and discuss what the breaking news is all about. And along with that, there is also discussion of Ripple's XRP to go ahead and launch a spot ETF. So we'll definitely go ahead and discuss that in today's episode. Now the next news guys, is really interesting and whether we like it or not, central bank digital currencies are definitely going to be a massive force in the finance industry. And as I mentioned in my Cryptin Coffee Day podcast guys, Republicans are definitely not in favor. Of central bank digital currencies, and to be honest, I 100% agree to it. And in today's news, we'll go ahead and discuss where a Republican congressman is actually planning on banning central bank digital currency. As a matter of fact, he's also gone ahead and said that banning central bank digital currency is actually essential to America's fintech future. So definitely powerful stuff and I 100% agree to it and guys if you're a democrat you might be an advocate of central bank digital currency and you might not be an advocate of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. So we'll definitely go out and touch base on that once again and guys listen last week PayPal made quite a lot of news and that was regarding the stablecoin and they have a partnership with one of the leading hardware wallet developers that is called as Ledger and Ledger has actually announced that they are having US Paypal integration so we'll definitely go ahead and discuss the impact of that news and finally guys we have some really interesting and mysterious related information and that is to do with Bitcoin that was actually mined going back to 2010 and could it be possible that Satoshi Nakamoto is back and he wants some of his Bitcoins back so what has happened is that more than 1000 Bitcoin as a matter of fact 1005 Bitcoin that was mined in 2010 and mind you, guys, these are virgin coins, which means they haven't been moved ever since they were minted. So, we'll definitely go ahead and discuss that in today's news. So, quite a lot of cover, guys, in today's episode. And, like we do in every Crypto and Coffee Day podcast, I'm going to be discussing two news from Dubai, UAE, and the Middle East. And both the news, guys, has to do with vara that is Dubai's regulatory authority, called as Virtual Asset Regulatory Authority. Now, the first news, guys, is to do with fines. And they have published a notice for some really heavy fines for open exchange, also called as opian exchange. So we'll definitely go ahead and discuss that. And the second news guys is that VARA and DET, that is Dubai Department of Economic and Tourism, they have joined forces to establish best-in-class market assurance standards for virtual assets. So definitely positive news, I guess. So quite a lot of cover guys in today's episode. So let's kick start with it right away. Welcome to the Cryptin Coffee Eighteen the daily podcast that keeps you up to date on all latest developments in the world of cryptocurrencies, blockchain and NFTs. Join us Monday to Friday as you kick off your day with a cup of coffee and a deep dive into the exciting and rapidly evolving world of digital assets. We'll cover the latest news and trends in the cryptocurrency and blockchain space as well as delve into the growing world of NFTs or non-fungible tokens and metaverse. Plus, we'll keep you updated on the latest developments from Dubai, UAE, and the wider Middle East region. Whether you're a seasoned crypto enthusiast or just getting started, Crypto and Coffee Atake has something for you. Our expert host will provide insight and analysis on the most important topics in the industry and help you stay up to date on the latest developments. We'll bring you interviews with leading figures in the crypto and blockchain space and explore the ways in which these technologies are changing the world around us. From the impact on traditional financial systems to the potential for revolutionising industries and transforming societies, we'll cover it all on Crypto and Coffee Attape. So tune in and join us for a daily dose of Crypto and Coffee Attape and let's stay ahead of the curve together. We'll start your day off right with the most important news and insights from the world of cryptocurrency. Blockchain and the Metaverse and help you navigate this exciting and rapidly evolving landscape. In Crypto and Coffee A Day, the daily podcast covers the latest developments in the world of cryptocurrency, blockchain and the metaverse. We'll also bring you updates on the latest news from Dubai, UAE and wider Middle East region. This also includes a range of topics such as developments in the local and blockchain industry, including new projects and initiatives, regulatory updates and policies related to cryptocurrency and blockchain in the region, local and regional events and conferences focused on crypto and blockchain, interviews with leading figures in Dubai, UAE and Middle East crypto and blockchain community, coverage of any significant news or events related to cryptocurrency and blockchain in the region. By covering these local and regional developments, in addition to the wider world of cryptocurrency and blockchain, Crypto & Coffee at eight aims to provide a comprehensive overview of the industry, and its impact on the Dubai, UAE and Middle East region. Now before we kick start today's episode, I have an important message, so check this out. Thank you to our sponsors for being part of the Blockchain DXB journey. Firstly, Advanced Media. Advanced Media Cars is the largest distributor of professional video, photo, broadcast and cinematic equipment, and accessories in the Middle East and MENA region. With over two decades of experience, Advanced Media is now the largest distributor in the Middle East representing more than 100 recognizable brands, including brands such as ZEISS, DGI, Hasselbad, Red, and Road. As a matter of fact, guys, the very mic that I'm recording is being sponsored by Advanced Media as well. And Advanced Media has showrooms in Saudi Arabia and services as well. Looks like they're definitely taking the Middle East by storm. And here's the beautiful thing, guys. They're taking corporate social responsibility very seriously. And they're focusing on three Ps. That is people, planet, and prosperity. Now listen guys if you do want to find out more information regarding the statement of corporate social responsibility check out the website that is www.amt.tv and here's the beautiful thing guys they also want to be a leader and set an example and reputation as a pioneer and member of the community and in doing so guys they also have an AMT scholarship with SAE institute in Dubai UAE so definitely check it out And also guys, Advanced Media is committed to persistently developing, organizing, and hosting training workshops, seminars, and community events that educate, inform, and familiarize consumers with new equipment and the latest technological advances. So listen guys, do one thing, if you do want to support this channel, go to the website that is www.amt.tv and follow the social media channels as well. All of the details are in the show notes below. Next. Shalup Group, a luxury retail and distributor which is headquartered in Dubai, are getting into the NFT game. And here's the deal guys, they are not just getting into the NFT and Metaverse space, they are going to be shaping the NFT, Metaverse and Web 3.0 space, which I believe is excellent not just for Dubai and UAE, but also for the global cryptocurrency community as well. And guys, Shalup Group's Web 3.0 sneak, brand called Soulmates, revealed their first nft collection on the 12th of april now what is really interesting is that it's called as soulmates so it's spelled as s for sugar o for orange l for larry now instead of e they've replaced it with web 3 and it is the number three mates dot xyz and guys listen charlotte group has over half a century's worth of experience in luxury goods and then getting into the nft space is a massive deal now if you're a sneakerhead you definitely need to check out soulmeets.xyz and once again guys the number is three instead of an e it has all the information and in the show notes below you'll get all the information and listen guys if you want to be an early adopter you can also pre-mint it at xyz forward slash soulmates So definitely check it out and they have a discord community as well and guys Nick who is the head of corporate innovation at Charlotte group and also the co-founder of Soulmates has a WhatsApp group very constantly provides updates in the area of NFTs, Metaverse and Web 3.0. So guys check out soulmates.xyz and be part of the Soulmates OG NFT that is definitely going to shape the industry. Next. Startup OI is global one tech platform for tech. It offers global high paying tech jobs. With flexibility in working time and location, global free tech events, and tech networks to connect with global like-minded engineers. A brilliant platform to listen to the tech experts in Metaverse and to grab their insights. Now listen, all you have to do is download the App Startup OI. If you're using an Android version, go to Google Store and App Store for iOS devices. Alternatively, you can also click on the show notes below to download Startup OI. Next, guys, listen, if you are into fitness, if you are into adventure, if you want to do something well but still want to keep your health in check, there is a new podcast in town, a podcast focusing on obstacle course race in the Middle East. The podcast is called The Race Base Podcast. So check out The Race Base Podcast across all leading platforms. And The Race Base Podcast is a peer-to-peer community-driven podcast where they talk all about obstacle course race in the Middle East, from sandstorm to spartan race, from Tough Mudder to Desert Warrior Challenge, and also the Government Gov Games, and quite a lot more. The podcast has interviews with athletes locally and internationally to get inside scoop on how athletes prepare for obstacle course race. In the podcast, they also talk about interesting stories on why they are motivated to do obstacle course race. And that's not all. They also plan to release seven NFTs, and these NFTs are no ordinary. These NFTs will represent every emirate in the uae and listen guys these nfts are going to be absolutely massive so do one thing go to spotify go to itunes go to any leading podcasting platform and search for rise in the obstacle Coast race podcast and finally guys not your keys not your crypto if you have doubled with cryptocurrencies and now are seriously getting to protect your cryptocurrencies there is no better way to protect it by using a hardware wallet and this is where ledger wallet kicks in and ledger wallets are hardware cryptocurrency wallets made by ledger a company headquartered in paris france and ledger's hardware wallets are multi-currency wallets that are used to store private keys for cryptocurrencies offline and ledger offers two hardware wallets the Ledger nano and Ledger nano x wallets they are world-class experts with extensive crypto security backgrounds they continuously look for vulnerabilities in ledger products in a constant effort to improve the level of security In today's world, securing these digital assets is a critical challenge and this is where Ledger kicks in. So click the link below to buy your hardware wallet and support this podcast. It is a brilliant way to support this podcast. So what are you waiting for? The link is in the show notes below. Now guys, since you've taken care of that, let's kickstart by looking at the global cryptocurrency market and unfortunately guys, after the FOMC meeting, the global cryptocurrency market has gone down and it is at $1.14 trillion and since the last 24 hours, it is down by 1.74%. Now look guys, what I'd really recommend you to do is, in order to get information regarding the FOMC meeting, go to the Federal Reserve Board website that is federalreserve.gov, and they have actually got and published the minutes of the meeting, and it is roughly around 10 pages long, and the news is that the Board of Governors of Federal Reserve System voted unanimously to approve a quarter percentage point increase in the primary credit, and looks like it's going to be increased to 5.5%, and because of this news guys, there is a massive impact on the price of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, and this news will be updated when Jerome Powell actually goes live and I believe it is around the second or the third week of September. And unfortunately guys because of this news the entire global cryptocurrency market has collapsed and I wouldn't be surprised in the next few days. The price of Bitcoin and the global cryptocurrency market is on a downfall and mind you guys on Friday we're also going to get some update from the SEC and that is to do with Grayscale's Bitcoin Sport ETF. And because of this news, guys, the global cryptocurrency market is down by 1.74%. The total cryptocurrency market volume over the last 24 hours is at $33.6 billion. And since the last 24 hours, it is down by 13.58%. But listen to this, guys. If you look at the 24-hour trading volume of Bitcoin and Ethereum, it has actually gone up. But at the same time, the volume of stable coins has also gone up. This just means in the last 24 hours, people are actually selling the Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, but at the same time, some of them is actually being converted into stable coins. So, these are the matrix guys that you should be looking at. Now, let's look at some of the numbers so far as DeFi is concerned, because the total volume in DeFi is down to $2.68 billion, and unfortunately, guys, the total value locked is down to $40.70 billion. And to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised, let's say by Saturday or Sunday. The total value lock goes well below the $40 billion mark. Definitely unfortunate. Now, so far, total value locked is concerned. Lido is still dominating, and its total value locked is $14.87 billion. And if you look at decentralized exchange dominance, to centralized exchange, it is at 11.91%. And DeFi, guys, as of today, that is 17th of August, accounts for 7.99% of the total crypto market 24-hour volume. Now, look, guys, this is really unfortunate. Because at times like this, This is the time when DeFi volumes should actually be picking up pace, it should be more than double or four times than what it actually is. This just means that people are no longer relying on fiat currencies and they are no longer relying on political parties or political affiliations or Federal Reserve Board to go out and take care of the finances and they are relying on cryptography, mathematics and algorithms. And that's exactly what the use case of Defi is isn't it unfortunately looks like Defi is not turning out to be a savior when political parties or federal reserve both takes any strict action now let's run through the 24-hour volume the number one protocol is Uniswap, and its 24-hour volume is 635.61 million dollars the second one is pancake sop and since the last 24 hours its volume is 234.58 million dollars core finance guys is on a downtrend And its volume is $165.68 million. And since the last few days, guys, Thorgy's volume has definitely picked up pace. Few days ago, it was at number 5th. Today, it is at number 4th. And the 24-hour volume is $100.72 million. Maverick Protocol is at number 5. And its volume is $86.1 million. And look guys, if you're someone who's into DeFi protocols and yield farming and are focusing on staking your protocols, what I'd really recommend you to do is definitely go and have a look at what is going on. So far as ThorChain is concerned, now if you look at the volume of stablecoins, it has marginally picked up pace since the last 24 hours. And as of today, it is at $30.84 billion. And stablecoins, guys, despite the volume increasing, is actually accounting for a lesser percentage of the total crypto market 24 hour volume and as of today it is at 91.66% and the reason that is pretty simple, people are actually trading a lot of the bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. Now unfortunately because the prices have gone down, I am definitely not liking this matrix but but the volume of stablecoins has definitely gone up and it is accounting for a lesser percentage. Unfortunately guys this would have been better if the price of bitcoin and cryptocurrencies was on an uptrend. Now, so far as the volume of stablecoins is concerned, Tether USDT is still leading the pack and its 24 hour volume is $24.02 billion. Circle USDC is at $3.24 billion. And finally, guys, Binance BUSD, its volume is $1.39 billion. Now, let's quickly run through the market cap, 24 hour trading volume, and dominance between Bitcoin and Ethereum. And as I mentioned earlier, the 24 hour volume of Bitcoin and Ethereum both have definitely picked up pace. And the 24-hour volume for Bitcoin is $14.4 billion, whereas Ethereum is $4.8 billion. The market cap of Bitcoin has gone down, and it is currently at $562 billion. And Ethereum's market cap is at $217 billion. If you look at the dominance, guys, the dominance of Bitcoin has definitely picked up pace. And as of today, it is at 49.31%, and Ethereum is 19.10%. And look, guys, when the news was out regarding Ripple not being deemed as a security, the dominance of Bitcoin and Ethereum had gone down, and the price of Ripple did actually pump up to the moon. But it looks like the SEC is still fighting the case, and because of that, it looks like the price of Ripple has gone down, and the dominance of Bitcoin and Ethereum has gone back again. And if you look at it via your coin market cap, guys, at one point of time for a few days, Ripple or XRP had definitely overtaken Binance BNB chain, but unfortunately, Binance BNB Chain has definitely picked up pace and it is currently at number third. Now, before we look at the price of Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Binance BNB chain, like we do in every Crypto and Coffee A Day podcast, let's quickly run through decentralized apps that are currently working on Binance BNB chain. And look, as 2023 is not turning out to be the best year for Binance, but if you look at the numbers, guys, to be honest, compared to other blockchain protocols, let's say like Ethereum, EOS, or Cardano, I definitely do like the numbers of Binance BNB chain. Does this mean that what Binance BNB is doing is 100% right? Definitely not, it could also be possible that there are some real heavy manipulation going on but let me just run through the decentralized apps that are currently working on Binance BNB Chain. Now mind you guys, what I'm looking at first is the fiat value of incoming token transfers from unique active wallets to decentralized app smart contract over a period of time and the first protocol guys is Panqueaks version 3 and so far as the dollar amount is concerned and I'm really hoping that this numbers reflect a 24-hour period of time. It is $332.91 billion. And if you look at the number of unique active wallets interacting or performing transactions with decentralized app smart contract over a period of time, it is roughly around 53400 And it could be extremely possible that there are more people actually interacting with this smart contract. Now, the second protocol, guys, is Pancake Shopp version 2. And if you look at the dollar amount, it is at $126.73 million, and if you look at the number of people interacting with its smart contract, it is 50,680. The third protocol, guys, is Venus Protocol, and if you look at it in terms of dollar amount, it is at $109.2 million, and the number of people interacting with the smart contract is 1,620. The four decentralized apps that is working on Binance BNB chain, so far as the dollar amount is concerned, is Alpaca Finance and the amount is $14.75 million and the number of people interacting or performing transaction with decentralized app smart contract, hopefully since the last 24 hours, is only at 48. And mind you guys, this does not mean that only 48 people are using it. What this means is that there are 48 smart contracts and under this smart contract, there might be hundreds if not thousands of people interacting with the app. And the number Decent large app working on binance bnb chain is radiant and if you look at it in dollar amount it is 12.63 million dollars and finally guys if you look at the number of unique active wallets interacting or performing transactions with Decent decentralized app smart contract over a period of time for binance bnb chain is 815. now the next protocol guys that i'm going to be discussing is called as ecash and look guys, if you've been in the bitcoin space or if you're a bitcoin maximalist you should definitely know by now what eCash is or even if you're a fan of Bitcoin Cash you should know what eCash is so in today's episode let me very briefly run through what eCash is now just to give you some outset guys Bitcoin in 2017 had a fork and there was so much drama going on and that was because of the block size so what happened is that Bitcoin got forked into Bitcoin Core and Bitcoin Cash and for Bitcoin Cash guys, Roger Vo was a massive proponent of increasing the block size and later on after Bitcoin Cash, they had another fork that was called as Bitcoin Cash ABC and that fork of Bitcoin Cash that is called as Bitcoin Cash ABC was later renamed or rebranded to eCash. So let me very briefly run through what eCash is and as I said guys eCash was formerly known as Bitcoin Cash ABC and at that point of time they take a symbol or BCHA and it did undergo rebranding to set itself apart and establish a unique identity. And at this point of time, guys it positions itself as a cryptocurrency specifically designed for the use of electronic cash, focusing on providing fast and convenient transactions for everyday payments. Now, they also focus on simplified transaction units, and one of the user centric changes eCash introduced is its transaction units. So instead of dealing with complicated decimals, eCash uses bits as its base unit, and this car simplifies transactions making it easier for people to understand and use as well for instance guys sending 10 bits is more intuitive let's say for sending 0. 0.000100 of any other cryptocurrencies so it does become a bit easier for user experience now the key driving force behind cash guys is a software developer called as amory and he's a prominent figure in the cryptocurrency space and he did play a crucial role in the development of bitcoin cash And he also has a very strong history of contributing to various blockchain projects. Now his aim with eCash is to combine technical improvements with user friendliness to encourage adoption as well. So essentially cars eCash separates itself on three factors that is scalability, transaction speed and upgrade processes. Now let me very briefly run through how does it separate itself. So far scalability is concerned because the project has plans to massively scale in transaction throughput, aiming to handle more than 5 million transactions per second. Now this causes a significant upgrade compared to let's say Bitcoin Core or even Bitcoin Cash or other major cryptocurrencies as well. And so far as transaction speed is concerned, eCash aims to reduce the time it takes for transactions to be confirmed and because of that the payment experience is so much easier and better for the users, isn't it? And finally, so far as the upgrade process is concerned, unlike some other cryptocurrencies that undergo contentious fork, eCash intends to upgrade this protocol, without creating new chains or fork, and this streamlined approach ensures a smoother evolution of the network. In regards so far as Omri is concerned, he envisions eCash as a cryptocurrency that bridges the gap between traditional electronic payments and the innovative world of decentralized finance, or DeFi, and the projects developers have set five common missions, including ensuring privacy, immutability, low transaction fees, fast confirmation, and a publicly funded infrastructure. And so far as the security and proof of stake is concerned, it's important to note guys, while Bitcoin Cash originally used Proof-of-Work for security, eCash has plans to incorporate Proof-of-Stake through a mechanism called as Avalanche Post-Consensus and this blend of Proof-of-Work and Proof-of-Stake is intended to enhance security, facilitate fork tree upgrades and improve the overall efficiency of the network as well. And mind you guys, it's important to note eCash actually has its own blockchain similar to Bitcoin and is not built on Ethereum based ERC token and to be honest this is what distinguishes itself from others that rely on Ethereum platform and so far as the tokenomics is concerned eCash follows a supply model similar to Bitcoin and the total supply is capped at 21 trillion XEX or eCash units which is divided from a larger total to ensure ease of use and better understanding so essentially cars eCash does look like a promising project And they aim to simplify cryptocurrency transactions, enhance scalability and speed, bridge the gap between traditional payments and DeFi, and provide a secure and efficient network. And they have a vision of becoming a widely adopted electronic cash solution. But look, is so critical that you truly understand what the blockchain trilemma problem is and are they compromising on centralization or are they compromising on scalability or are they compromising on security. So those are thoughts definitely worth pondering to. Now guys let's look at the king of all kings that is Bitcoin and unfortunately guys because of the news regarding FOMC meeting the price of Bitcoin has gone down well below the $29,000 mark and as of today it is at $28,894 and since the last 24 hours it is down by 0.95% and since the last 7 days it is down by 1.99% and guys Ethereum is at $1,810 and looks like there's some massive news regarding Ethereum futures ETF. And could it be possible that once Ethereum's future ETF is approved, the price of Ethereum will pump up? Most likely, yes. But since the last 24 hours, Ethereum or ETH is down by 0.88%. And since the last 7 days, it is down by 2.24%. Binance BNB Coin gas is at $236. Since the last 24 hours, it is down by 2.49%. And since the last 7 days, it is down by 4.77%. Then look at the massive news that is circulating right now, particularly in the world of Ethereum, is ethereum future ETF and mind you guys this is different to ethereum spot ETF and asset manager valkyrie filed for ether futures ETF or exchange traded fund with the US security and exchange commission and they did that on the 16th of this month and as per the application guys the fund will not directly invest in ether but will seek to purchase a number of eth futures contracts and look us this directly or indirectly should not be impacting the fundamentals of ethereum but Because of news such as this, I'm pretty much sure the price of ETH or Ethereum will pump up. And guys, it's important to note that according to Valkyrie's application, the ETF investment in ETH futures contracts will be limited to 8,000 contracts per month, which is in compliance with position limits, which is established by CME, that is Chicago Mercantile Exchange, and future contracts guys are standardized agreements to buy or sell an asset at a future point at a specific price and if approved guys, investors will be able to wager on future process of Ethereum through ETF. Now if you do want to find out more information guys, there is a tweet circulating right now by Eric Balkanis and he is a senior ETF analyst at Bloomberg so definitely feel free to check it out. But what about an XRP or Ripple Spot Bitcoin ETF and that would be an absolutely massive news and James Saifert guys who I believe guys are mentioned consecutively since the past three days. He was actually on a podcast called as Thinking Crypto Podcast and in that podcast he actually discussed Ethereum ETF and the possibility of an XRP spot ETF as well and look as it is extremely, extremely possible. Now what I'd really recommend you to do is go to YouTube and look out for Thinking Crypto Podcast and I believe the interview is well over 40 minutes long but they have timelines as well and if you do want to listen to a discussion on Ethereum and XRP, look at the timeline and definitely check it out. And to be honest guys, I wouldn't be surprised if the likelihood of XRB spot ETF is much better than let's say Bitcoin spot ETF. Now what are your thoughts guys? Do you agree to it or disagree to it? Mention them in the comments below. Now guys, let's discuss some fascinating news and that is regarding central bank digital currency. And US Congressman Warren Davidson has rallied against central bank digital currency stating that enacting a ban on these instruments is absolutely essential for the future of fintech industry in America. mind you guys when facebook did actually launch or was trying to launch the libra project warren davidson was definitely a massive detractor of the project and actually, at the Senate hearing, he did actually ask the CEO, or that is de DeMauris, regarding shitcoins. And he actually said the word shitcoins, and he asked her to explain what shitcoin is, and they were definitely not advocates of Libra projects. But going back to the news regarding CBDCs, Warren Davidson explained that many people wrongly conflate cryptocurrencies with CBDCs when they are two completely different concepts. I 100% agree to it guys and what I'd really recommend you to do is guys follow him on Twitter because what he actually mentioned in Twitter is that at least most agree that CBDC is evil, the financial equivalent of that star and don't become an accomplice to anyone designing, building, testing, developing or establishing central bank digital currency. To be honest guys I 100% agree to it and he also said that banning CBDCs is absolutely essential to america's fintech future and look us when you talk about politics and politicians is so critical to understand particularly in us and other parts of the world that right-wing ideologies and right-wing politicians or republicans in us they are definitely not a massive advocate or fans of central bank digital currency because what central bank digital currency does it gives the government full control over your spendings and right-wing ideologies Right-wing politicians and Republicans in the US are definitely massive advocates of Bitcoin, cryptocurrencies, open source and even freedom of speech. And so far as UK is concerned guys, the Conservatives do follow similar ideologies as well. The Labour Party in UK are definitely not massive advocates of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. Now guys, let's discuss some interesting news and that has to do with PayPal and Ledger which is an hardware wallet did actually announce US Paypal integration which actually lets users buy cryptos from within the app and to be honest guys this is an absolutely massive news cause because of this new integration verified Paypal users in the US will be able to buy Bitcoin, Ethereum, Bitcoin Cash, Litecoin directly to Ledger Live and to be honest this is an absolute breaking news and I'll be really curious to check how many people in the US do actually have the Ledger wallet and guys it's important to note. That ledger live previously allowed users to buy crypto through partners that is MoonPay, transact, ram simplex and quite a lot of other and looks like to ledger paypal is the newest addition to the list and guys when a user purchases crypto through paypal via ledger live it is immediately sent to the user's wallet and no withdrawal process needs to be initiated by the user so definitely definitely positive news and ledger chairman and ceo pascal gauthier did actually claim that combining ledger live with paypal will make crypto transactions simpler while also not compromising on security so definitely positive news now guys let's discuss some really fascinating and mysterious news and that is regarding 1005 virgin bitcoins that were actually mined way back in 2010 and it looks like they are on the move and listen guys if you're on twitter you definitely need to follow whale alert and i'm pretty much sure whale alert has some kind of bots that are automatically connected to the explorer and whenever they find some new transactions or something mysterious, it automatically posts it via Twitter and Vale Alert mentioned via Twitter that a dormant address containing one thousand and five Bitcoin, which is roughly around twenty nine million dollars, has been activated after twelve point eight years. And look, guys, because of the open nature of Bitcoin, absolutely anyone can go out and validate this transaction. So if you want to go out and validate the transaction, and maybe you want to show it to someone, look at the show notes below, you can actually see the transaction. So the big question is guys, is Satoshi Nakamoto back? Because if you look at it, 1005 bitcoins going back to over 12 years and having the private key untouched is definitely something interesting. And could it be possible that these bitcoins do actually belong to Satoshi Nakamoto? To be honest, I really, really am not sure. Now those are the news guys from Kripp and Coffee Date from Blockchain DXB. Now let's quickly look at Two news from dubai UAE and the middle east and both the news guys has to do with vara that is virtual asset regulatory authority which is a dubai's regulatory authority body and the virtual asset regulatory authority has imposed fines and opnx exchange as a result of their violation of regulatory guidelines and to be honest guys i did cover this news and i believe that was roughly around two minutes ago and you can also go ahead and find out this news on vara's official website that is .ae, and what the news actually states is that operating under the name of Open Technology Markets Limited, OPNX has been in the spotlight following prior notification issued by Vara on 12th of April and even on the 27th of April 2023. And Vara has taken two forms of punitive action against OPNX in light of the infraction, and in a notable penalty, guys, OPNX Exchange has been levied with a fine of amounting to 10 million dirhams Due to committing on market offense which is a breach of regulation 8.8 or 3 of the virtual assets and regulatory activated regulations for the year 2023 and this substantial fine guys was officially imposed on the 2nd of may 2023 and here's the interesting bit guys cause the fines still remains unpaid additionally cars in relation to advertising regulations specified as administrative order 0122 worldwide imposed a fines of 200,000 individually on four key figures associated with OPNX exchange and these individual cards is Carl Davis, Suzu, Mark Lamb and CEO Leslie Lamb and look as Kyle Davis and Suzu they were massive advocates of Ethereum at one point of time and they were found to be in violation of the guidelines so the fines cards issued to these four individuals were also handed down on May 2nd 2023 and notably because all of these fines have been fully paid by respective individuals now let me try to give out some more bits and pieces of information guys because following meticulous governance requirements, the Grievance committee undertook an evaluation of the referred grievances and ultimately concurring with the decision to uphold the enforcement actions in the entirety and it is pertinent to acknowledge that due to a non-payment of the substantial amount of 10 million dirhams fined by Open Technology Markets Limited, Wara is compelled to consider subsequent measures aimed at rectifying the situation. And these prospective actions may encompass further financial penalties, additional fines, and the potential initiation of processes geared towards recovering the unpaid sum. And Varagaz reserves the right to explore a range of strategies, including the involvement of law enforcement agencies or competing courts, to ensure that the issue is satisfactorily resolved. In GAR's listen, it is imperative to note that this communication has been disseminated on a non-reliance basis intended to raise awareness within the markets and provide information to consumers and Logas, this aligns with Vara's fundamental role as the authority of entity entrusted with regulations, licensing, supervision and oversight of virtual asset services within the Emirates of Dubai and Vara guys wields the authority to monitor and implement enforcement actions in response to any instances of non-compliance, with its regulations or other form of events conduct. However, Gaz, it is also crucial to emphasize that this notification should not be misconstrued as a substitute for individual investors conducting their own due diligence, and importantly, this communication does not constitute professional or legal advice, serving solely to impart information in a straightforward manner, and finally, Gaz, jurisdiction is well-defined as a competent entity responsible for regulating, supervising, and overseeing virtual asset services across the Emirates of Dubai, with the exemption of DIFC, that is Dubai International Financial Centre. So look, guys, this news regarding fines of OPNX Exchange, and because this news is associated with Carl Davis and Suzu Mark Lam and Leslie Lam, is definitely making quite a lot of buzz in the cryptocurrency world. Now guys let's discuss the second news and this is the positive news because the news is that Vara and Dubai Economic and Tourism have joined forces to establish best-in-class market assurance standards for virtual assets. So let me just very briefly run through what this news is all about because the Dubai Department of Economy and Tourism and Virtual Asset Regulatory Authority in Dubai have collaborated to enhance virtual asset sector services and they have signed a memorandum of understanding outlining a joint effort for Unified City-wide Virtual Asset Market Assurance. And the collaboration, GAS, covers various aspects like customer care, inspection, registration, education, and training, and this aims to ensure consumer protection and security standards across Dubai, including both mainland and free zones, and the initiative supports the transition of virtual asset ecosystem under Waro's regulatory purview, and Gaza's goal is to boost Dubai's contribution to the global new economy portfolio, and the Memorandum of Understanding strengthens Barra's commitment to transparency in market conduct adherence for virtual asset service providers, and the Memorandum of Understanding guys enables streamlined processes for virtual asset license assurance and inspections as well. And so far as DED is concerned, or the Department of Dubai Economic and Tourism, they will actually enforce penalties for non-compliance and offer support for virtual asset events, and the Virtual Asset Regulatory Authority of Dubai. And the Dubai Department of Economy and Tourism will collaborate on awareness campaigns and share data protocols as well. And the partnership guys will leverage Dubai Corporation for Consumer Protection and Fair Tree Department with virtual asset expertise. And they'll work together on marketing campaigns for consumer protection and virtual asset sector developments as well. And notices and advisories related to consumer protection will be published on relevant websites too. And the Memorandum of Understanding guides. Alliance with Dubai's commitment to establishing a robust regulatory framework for the future economy. It supports government initiatives for pro-business strategies and strong relations, and this partnership guards, to be honest, highlights Dubai's dedication for emerging technologies like metaverse, artificial intelligence, blockchain, and web3 borrow as well. And the collaboration supports Dubai's economic agenda of D33, and overall guards this effort aims to enhance Dubai's standing as an innovative, and secure global hub for virtual asset operations. So definitely, definitely positive news. And those were the news guys from Crypton and Coffee to from Blockchain DXB. In case you guys have any feedback or suggestions, please drop me an email to info@blockchaindxb.com. Check out my website www.blockchaindxb.com And also check out my website area2071.com that talks everything about metaverse. And guys, listen, if you like listening to this podcast, please click on the follow button give it a 5 star rating and share the word across. And for the next few minutes guys, it's going to be an Ask Me Anything series, where you listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, Blockchain, Beyond Blockchain, Cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. So let's kick start with the Ask Me Anything series. Hey everyone, it's Josh from Blockchain DXB, listening to the Ask Me Anything series, where you listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, pure blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and metaverse. I have a question by Sam who asks, with reference to the news regarding Ethereum futures ETF, Could it be possible that we might see other crypto ETFs too? Definitely yes, possible Sam. Now Mario, at this point of time, there are well over 20,000 different types of cryptocurrencies. And it's going to be really interesting to see where the foundations or associations of these cryptocurrency projects are actually located. But to answer your question, yes, most likely we might see quite a lot of other crypto ETFs. And there are two different types of ETFs. That is Futures ETF and there is Spot ETF. And the likelihood of a future ETF to be approved is yeah, definitely much better than, let's say, a spot ETF. But to answer your question, yes, we might see a lot of future crypto ETFs as well. And I'll be really curious to check and understand if there is a possibility, let's say, of a Binance BNB ETF or let's say a Cardano EDA ETF. But what I'd really recommend you to do is, Sam, while we are on the topic of, let's say, ETF, a different topic, what I'd really recommend our listeners to go out and check is if you go to Grayscale Investment website, they have different kind of investment products and at one point of time i'm pretty much sure they were massive advocates of let's say having an investment protocol that was actually focused on solana as well and if you actually go to the website that i'm going right now you can also check loads of information regarding etf and tomorrow that is the 18th we might be getting some update regarding grayscale's bitcoin spot etf now the likelihood for that etf to be approved is relatively less but let's say if that thing is approved it will also mean Let's say that there is a very high chance for other Bitcoin spot ETF to be approved. But to answer your question, yes, Sam, I wouldn't be surprised in the next, let's say, coming weeks, months, a lot of the cryptocurrency protocols and a lot of these investment giants will go and be advocating to let's say Gordon launch larger future ETF or maybe even a spot ETF. But you need to understand, by this news, the rich become richer. It does not make absolutely any impact. To the underlying technology. Now it could be possible that these financial giants, let's say like Valkyrie and Grayscale, because they are so invested in let's say a cryptocurrency project, they actually do go out and fund some of these projects that'll directly or indirectly impact let's say the underlying technology as well. So that is also a possibility. So definitely a brilliant question. And I'm just looking at coin market cap right now. I'm just looking at the fear and greed index, and unfortunately, Sam, because of the FOMC meeting. If you look at the fear and greed index by a coin market cap, it is showing as neutral. But let's say an approval of a future ETF will definitely switch it, let's say, towards greed or extreme greed as well. But those are my thoughts. And to be honest, Sam, I'm, I'm not a specialist so far as ETF is concerned. But yesterday I did have an interview with James Parfell. Was the head of conscience, and to be honest I do think he might be an expert so far as ETF is concerned so most likely I'll be uploading that episode today or most likely tomorrow and if you do want to get in touch with him I think he's if not the most professional person I've ever met and even the information that he put across was so professional and to the point so maybe you know you can contact him and ask him any questions on that too but definitely brilliant question so that's about all guys from the Ask Me Anything series from Blockchain TXB in case if you guys have any feedback or suggestions Drop me an email to info@blockchaindxp.com. Check out my website www.blockchaindxp.com, and also check out my website area 2071com that talks everything about Metaverse. And guys, if you like listening to this podcast, please, please, please follow this podcast. Click on the follow button. Give it a five-star rating and share the word across. And guys, remember Monday Thursdays, 8 a.m. to Thursdays, 8am to 8:30am, we have Krypton Coffee Date where we cover top news and information pertaining to Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs. DeFi and Metaverse and other series of episodes the crypto and coffee date works. We usually cover some top news and information pertaining to the price of cryptocurrencies, some major breaking news, occasionally short and sweet news as well, news that has an impact in the cryptocurrency world. The other two news and information is related to Dubai, UAE, and Middle East in the world of Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs. DeFi and Metaverse and what you're listening to right now is the Ask Me Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, Beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and Metaverse. So, thanks so much for listening, guys, and have a nice one. Bye bye.